Hello and welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corcor Foundation for Mental Health. I'm Terry, the creator and co-host of this podcast. I've lived with depression most of my life, and I know how easy it can be to feel all alone in the experience. I'm not alone, and you aren't either. And I'm Dr. Anita Sands, a licensed clinical psychologist and life coach with a number of my own diagnoses, all of which bring a certain amount of anxiety and depression along with them. There is great power in shared experiences. We share our own as we engage in intimate and candid conversations with our weekly guests, exploring different perspectives on and experiences with depression. We keep it real because depression is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. Hi, Terry. Hello, Anita. So in this episode, we're going to continue our year-end focus on mental health management tools, the kind that are available to all of us at no cost with no need to make an appointment, find transportation, or deal with possible side effects. We're going to offer these as sort of a year-end gift as options. Give these practices a try, and if they work for you, great. You have a new way to help yourself through dark times. If they don't, put them aside and maybe give them a try later, because there have been times, I know in my own mental health journey, that I was open to this kind of work, and there were times I haven't been. They are all widely used and backed up by extensive and credible research. Last week, we explored the power of breath and mindful self-compassion, In this episode, we're going to step back after this introduction as our guest offers three practices that we recommend that you download, save, and use at your convenience. Here is Dr. Barbara Moser, a trained teacher in mindful self-compassion, guiding us through a three-minute stop practice, a six-minute calm practice, and an eight-minute self-compassion break. One thing that I hear from so many people right now is how anxious and stressed they are by everything that's going on. And so I have a practice that I'm going to share with you that comes from the work of of Rick Hansen, who talks a lot about positive neuroplasticity. And, you know, with any practice... You are in charge. You can close your eyes or not close your eyes. You can listen and follow instructions. But if it's not feeling right for you, if it's bringing up tough feelings, please just disconnect from it. There is just no no reason to stick with it if it's not feeling supportive to you. So first of all, I, I just invite you to wherever you are right now, just get some sense of being okay. So if you're sitting in your chair, maybe just wiggling around a little bit, feeling that the chair is supporting you. If you're standing, just noticing what the surface is upon your standing. And then for both sitting and standing, you can feel your feet touching the floor, the carpet, the earth, the ground, wherever that is, and just feeling that connection between your feet and what's supporting you. 
and maybe even looking around your space, you know, visually turning around, looking around wherever you are, perhaps seeing some familiar objects. And if, if this is true for you, recognizing that, okay, in this moment, I am relatively safe or I'm safe enough. And again, I'm fully recognizing that this is not true for all of us. But but if it is, if it is, kind of naming that for yourself. Okay, I'm, I'm really okay where I am right now. It's okay to be here right now. And now becoming aware that you're breathing. And noticing your breath. Feeling the breath going in, feeling it moving out. And again, if this is true for you, noticing that, okay, my breathing's okay right now. There's enough oxygen for me right now. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. And now I'll invite you to take one or more breaths where your exhalation is longer than your inhalation. And we can do this together. So maybe we breathe in to the count of three and we'll breathe out to the count of six. So let's just try that. So take a breath in two, three, and out, two, three, four, five, six, and another one, in, two, three, out, two, three, four, five, six, and if the timing's not right, just make it right for you. Just knowing that what you want to do is make your exhalation a bit longer than your inhalation. And when we do this, we're engaging part of our autonomic nervous system called our parasympathetic nervous system. And our parasympathetic nervous system is in charge of rest, and digestion or tending and befriending. These are some of the little ways we talk about the parasympathetic nervous system. And we actually can bring a calming effect to our bodies, to our physiology by engaging the parasympathetic nervous system which is really our vagus nerve. And so it can be very calming to take a breath in and blow it slowly out. And if it's hard for you to do that, you can even imagine yourself blowing out, exhaling through a straw. 
And if you take those few breaths and you notice that it does feel calming, stay with it for a little while. Notice it. Notice the calm. Stay with it for another breath or two. And then really see if you can let that warm feeling of calm kind of be absorbed into your body like a sponge. Just taking it in. And this comes again directly from Rick Hansen's work of how how we can install positive experiences in our nervous system so that they become more of a habit, more of our go-to every day. And with your eyes open, you could do that driving. I mean, it, it really... Absolutely. is accessible, which is a really lovely thing about it. I do it in so many different places, including when I'm trying to go to sleep at night. Uh-huh. You know, I, I go to sleep at night, Terry, with <laughs> one hand over my heart, one hand on my tummy, and doing these breaths. Nice. And that calms down my nervous system enough that I can fall asleep. And now, the six-minute stop practice. In a moment, I'd like to to just offer you a very quick practice. And I want to just say a word about how mindfulness and self-compassion are so intertwined. And so, when you bring a kind attitude, goodwill, some heartfulness to these practices, you're bringing self-compassion, you're bringing that warmth to these practices. And when mindfulness is in full bloom, self-compassion is there. And when self-compassion is in full bloom, mindfulness is there. So they really are two parts of the same whole of this wonderful internal resource that we have. And just know that there are also many self-compassion practices that you can also learn about. Um, So I'd like to offer a very quick practice called the STOP practice. And what the STOP practice does is it really gives some structure to pausing. Pausing is an amazingly mindful and self-compassionate action that we all can take because again it helps us to respond and not necessarily just react so stop the letter of of the word stop each stands for part of this practice so let's do that together right now so s stop stop what you're doing T, take three deeper breaths. (sighs) 
O. Briefly observe what you're feeling right now inside yourself, your body, your emotions, and your thoughts. What's going on in the inner landscape right now? And perhaps inclining a bit towards relaxation or softening if there's any tightness or gripping or difficult thoughts. And then P, proceed with what you're doing. So we can use this stop practice during any time of our day really you know and I think transitions are often really hard so if we're transitioning for instance from working at home on zoom to needing to go down the hall and get dinner started whoo that can be a tough transition right so we can stop and just that pause may give us that little bit of a gap and and it really can help for some improved um, relationship even as we as we go forward with the next thing we have to do. Do the stop practice before you go on and even saying to yourself, okay, I'm leaving that behind and I'm moving on to the next. How do I want to be? How do I want to show up? So it can really be just a quick practice that can help us with those tough transitions. And the final practice Barbara offers is an eight-minute long mindful self-compassion exercise. So I'd like to lead a brief self-compassion break. And this brings the three parts of self-compassion, as defined by Kristen Neff, uh, into the practice, which are mindfulness, common humanity, and self-kindness. So I also just want to remind you that um, when we practice self-compassion, we need to be self-compassionate. So in a few moments, I'm going to invite you to think of a difficult situation in your life that you can work with for the purpose of this practice. And I know how easily it is sometimes for us to get um, pulled into very difficult memories, uh, situations, even trauma. And when you're just learning do your best not to go to those places, okay? Because we're practicing and we need something a little more mild or moderate with which to practice. Because otherwise, if you get overwhelmed, you can't really learn it or practice it. Um, You can do this practice with your eyes open or your eyes closed. And please just know that if at any point you're feeling in any sort of distress, Just disengage from the practice. If you're sitting, you can stand up. If your eyes are closed, you can open them. If you're listening, you can turn off the device from which you're listening, okay? And look outside. Look at something beautiful. Look 
listen to sounds in your room. All right? So just know that, that this is just, you know, if it feels okay, go through the whole practice. So, again, right now, I'll invite you to think of a situation in your life that is giving you some degree of stress, it's difficult, could be um, a more minor health problem, could be a problem in a relationship, could be that you were disrespected in some way, could be a work problem, okay? And again, choosing a problem that's in the mild to moderate range, perhaps a three or a four on a scale of 10, 10 being the hardest, and really bringing the situation to mind, kind of feeling your way into it. What did you see? Where were you? Who else was there? What were you feeling at the time? What was said? You know, so really getting enough of the situation in mind that you can work with it for this practice. A little bit of distress. And now we're going to bring the three parts of self-compassion to the practice. So saying to yourself very clearly, this is a moment of difficulty. This is a moment of difficulty or of struggle. That's mindfulness, recognizing the difficulty of this moment. But use words that speak to you. It might be, I'm suffering. It might be, this hurts. This is stressful. This is so hard. Whatever words work for you. Now bringing the second part of self-compassion into the practice, the common humanity. Difficulty is a part of life. Struggle is a part of life. All humans struggle. All humans. We may struggle differently, but all humans struggle. I'm not alone. Others in the same situation would struggle just like me, would suffer just like me. And now I'll invite you, if it feels okay, to make some sort of physical contact with yourself, perhaps feeling your hands touching each other in your lap or rubbing your hands together, putting a hand on your shoulder in a supportive way, or putting your hand over your heart. Just giving yourself a bit of a soothing, supportive touch and saying to yourself, may I be kind to myself. That's self-kindness, the third part of self-compassion. Another way you might say that is, may I give myself what I need? Or you may say, I've got, I've got your back, you know, talking to yourself. I've got your back. Perhaps you need a little more action in it, a little more protection. So 
you might say to yourself, you know, may I provide for myself? May I protect myself? Whatever, whatever you need in this moment. And are there any particular words of kindness and support that really are what you need to hear right now because you're in this tough situation? Some other options are, may I accept myself as I am? May I begin to accept myself as I am? May I forgive myself? May I have the courage and strength to make a change? So, so whatever it is that you need to hear. Sometimes it's really hard to do this and we can't really come up with the words that we need to hear. So if that's the case, can you imagine if you had a good friend who was struggling in this very same way, what would you say to that friend? What would your tone of voice be? What would the words be? What would a simple message be that you could give to your friend, heart to heart? And can you give that same message to yourself? So that's the self-compassion break. It comes from the Mindful Self-Compassion Program. And it can be done very quickly. I use this practice all the time in just seconds, 10 seconds, you know, just to take that mindful and self-compassionate pause that I need to care for myself in that moment. Thanks for practicing with me. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll be back next week with a guest who talks about surviving depression as a young person, but gives a lot of great information and hope for anyone at any age who's struggling with depression. In the meantime, we invite you to follow us on social media and to join the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook community of more than 11,000 people for daily inspiration, conversations, and support. You are not alone. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has been of comfort or value to you, know that there are hundreds of others like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling, take the time to listen.